Yo, good morning. It's uh, Rory Sconza Show, uh, Wednesday, 9 a.m. Uh, welcome. Uh, I'm flying solo again. Andrew Levy, my partner in crime, is still out in the United States having a lot of fun. If you can hear this, Andrew, I miss you, homie. Make your way back. Um, so today we've got a very interesting topic. We're discussing who owns the world. Who owns the world? So, uh, we know that the Guptas own South Africa. They get to land wherever they want to. They get to, uh, do whatever they want to. They, it's called government capture. Uh, so we wanted to just find out. So if the Guptas own South Africa, who owns the world? Now, this is all the stuff of conspiracy theories, right? And it's very interesting we call them conspiracy theories. If you speak to people who are in the know about these things, they're like, they're not conspiracy theories. They're actually facts. And why do you, why do you think these things are called conspiracy theories? Well, it's because they've all been doctored to sound weird. Uh, there's stories about JFK and the, how he was assassinated. It wasn't necessarily an assassination, as some people say. The more interesting thing, though, is also how apparently we're all being turned into slaves. Did you know that? Did you know that you are in the midst of being turned into a slave? Um, all sorts of organizations involved as well, the Bilderberg Group, the Freemasons. Um, there's also stories about how currency is made and, and created and how that keeps you uh, as an economic slave. Did you know that every country in the world is actually a corporation as well, apparently. These are all very interesting conspiracies. I mean, Gareth was just saying as he walked out studio, I wasn't aware of this, but did you know who is the largest landowner in the world? Who is the largest landowner in the world? The answer to that is it's the Queen, the Queen of England. Apparently, she owns the whole of Australia and Canada. And as the conspiracy goes... Um, they are not they if they had to remove her as the queen they'd have to pay her back essentially for all of the land that she owns they'd have to pay her and if they had to pay her that would put them in debt for generations so the reason why she remains queen is because if they remove her there's a huge debt that they're liable for these are all the conspiracy theories so-called conspiracy theories and joining us to help us unpack them um and just understand what's what's in it is is a is a conspiracy theory aficionado, uh, a man by the name of Craig Aaron. He's an entrepreneur, ex corporate. You know, he's business science and engineering. So we're not talking to a, a, a cook here. We're not talking to a guy who's just uh, doesn't have anything better to do with his time. A smart guy, BSc in engineering and MBA who is just a naturally curious guy and he's going to help us to unpack and understand what exactly are these conspiracy theories about and how many of them might just be true. Good morning, Craig. Hi, Rory. Oh, let me get your mic on first. Uh, which mic are you on? Yeah. yeah. Hi, Rory. There we go. Great. So, be here. Craig, you are into this stuff. Why? You know, I started reading up some stuff or I just got hooked on some stuff and I couldn't let go. It's 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 just, you know, I'm I'm just so naturally curious about stuff and I always want to know if a magician is showing me a trick, I want to know what he's doing behind the scenes. What's happening with the other hand? So these things that are called conspiracy theories or so-called conspiracy theories. Why do we why do we see them and and perceive them to be conspiracy theories? It's it's outside of the mainstream at, at some point, or at least in the beginning. Um, so, you know, we, we're not hearing it through our main, the sources that we rely on from print and, and, and television and, and so on. Is this by design? Are we are we are we just being denied this stuff? I mean, for something to be called a conspiracy theory means that it goes against the the, the dogma, right? The yeah. orthodoxies of 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 what's happening, and so we then start to label it as crazy and so on. But according to who? So, so is there a, a, a coordinated and a systematic process underway to make sure that we 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 look at these things and actually and think they're crazy when there actually might be some truth to them? You know. 
there's there's one kind of approach to to studying something, and when all other options fail, it's to assume that something is true, and then to look to disprove that. And when you look at at, at this from that perspective, you you kind of see that you know there's so much that our media could be saying and could be putting out there that it's not. Uh, I'm talking about the mainstream media. So you end up with the conclusion um, that you know it, there is a pattern, there is some kind of a you know a, a deliberate uh, end to it. Tell us more. So 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 you've been studying all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, what what's happening? So what does the media? What's the media doing, uh, or well, or is is alleged to be doing? Well, you know, when I the, what I essentially do is when I want to know something about a topic. I'll go and I'll enter it into a search engine, uh, let's just say Google, and I enter alternate news along with that topic. Yeah. And what comes up is is so much richer and and vast and, and multidimensional from different perspectives than what I see in our newspapers, uh, for example. So so I always, you know, I, and I've done that over years, so much so that I start thinking, well, you know, th- there's definitely... Uh, um, I, I can't rely on our ma- mainstream media sources. Um, you know, I've I look at um, what's on the internet. I look at and and you know, there's a lot of junk out there as well. So I I eventually hone it over time to about you know looking at who the very good independent journalists are and and and, I, and I've picked up some and I tend to follow and and also looking at you know. Contrary, so for example, we have one version of the news, and there's others like you know Russia Times, and and people just say, well, that's just another you know propagandist view. Yeah. But if you take the two together, you can actually start. You know, the the the, the intellect is a nice thing. You can actually kind of work out what makes sense, even through all the noise. So, so are you saying then that? Uh, we have been brainwashed into believing that CNN is news. Meanwhile, and and that the Russian news is is propaganda. Meanwhile, CNN is also propaganda. I I would say that personally. I would say that um, the brainwash part there's let's just say engineered. You know, in 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 for me, it's it's a little bit more descriptive. Mm. And I think we partly we we we're quite a bit responsible for that as well. We've you know we we we're not very active. We're not very engaged in understanding, you know, let's just call it truthful elements or the truth mm. behind important stories. So tell us, you, you said engineered. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I want to get, so all of this stuff is now highly theoretical, yeah. very MBA kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm starting to fall asleep. Tell yeah. me the nitty gritties, the okay. meat and potatoes. Okay, how some? is it engineered? Tell okay. me, give me some examples of how it's engineered. Well, th- there's... There's, we, we'd have to, to really answer it. We, we need to go back a bit. Um, there was a guy named Edward Bernays, and um, he was actually the, ne- the nephew of Sigmund Freud. Mm. So this is going back a good few decades. And um, what was worked out back then was that there are ways to influence society. And, and he was a master at this. And the top corporates, and this is where advertising was, was really born, um, and the top corporates and corporations and influences went to him. The richest and the wealthiest went to him and said, look, this is how we want to do things. So they created ads for like, you know, cigarettes and um, uh, baking goods, you know, for housewives and so on. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a slightly off the tangent example. They created at that time, a company created an instant mix. So a housewife could just pour in milk and create a cake. Um, and and what they realized was that, you know, it wasn't doing so well. And the psychology behind it was that she wasn't that well engaged in the cooking process. And this was very important to the, um, you know, the identity of the housewife at that, in that day and age. So what they did was they actually decided to add the egg and the milk as part so that she felt engaged. And this was something they designed. They said, okay, well, we want to do this, but if we want to sell it, we've got to do this. And and it really took off after that. 
Um, the smoking, you know, getting women to smoke was actually a designed campaign. Mm. It wasn't that w- much done at some point. And um, they tied it to the identity and independence of women. And, and, you know, it was, you know, at some stage, diamonds was, it was just a rock. And yeah. Another rock. And then De Beers, uh, De Beers uh, convinced us that this thing is worth something. Yeah, it got tied to uh, being married, very much so. Yeah. And, and then the, the actual, uh, the three months salary, you know, you must have hear, heard this. <laughs> for, for um, a moment, n- tell me <laughs> an engagement ring. You at, at you must spend at least three months' salary. Oh, that, okay. That's the value of, and that was part of an orchestrated, you know, put out there. You're married. Design. You're yeah, married. I Did am, you spend I three am. months worth yeah. of your salary? <laughs> I had to. I know I your wife. Uh, I've seen the rock on her finger. It's uh, it looks like uh, a year's of salary. Yeah, <laughs> she's worth it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's listening. <laughs> so, 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 so. In today's terms, then, how is this engineered? How how is this brainwashing engineered? So, so essentially, you know, we 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 could start then looking at at some of the elements that could make this happen. And um, I think there's quite a central central kind of structure in the world. Um, news media is not that much diversified, at least mainstream news media. It's said that um, there's there's only six main new uh, media corporations in the world. Um, so, and, and, and I looked at this as well. A lot of our news media, you'll see, you know, at the bottom, it'll say Reuters or, uh, AP, um, what's it, American Press and, and so on. Um, so the, 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 the articles are actually just copy and paste and it's spread all around the world. Um, even, even in, in, you know, if you look at some of the clips on YouTube about the U.S. press, you see they have a plethora of, of um, stations, TV stations. But someone's went and done a clip, uh, a cut and you know, copied little snippets from all of them. And when the story is meant to have been investigated and 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 um, presented to the public, it's amazing that tens or hundreds of these different independent stations use the same exact same terms. story is, is that just laziness or is that is that is there a conspiracy behind well, it or let's just say if it is laziness one would then say well who then feeds those those terms? stories mm. yeah who feeds the terms where does it come from mm. so so craig of particular interest to me is this whole story around the economy and um uh, the, the conspiracies around that. Uh, so if you look at the research, it says that, uh, actually the country is owned, I mean, the whole world is actually owned by 13 families. They own everything. Uh, <laughs> and we all work for them and, uh, they are the ones who tell our presidents what to do. It's just all of this. Um, and, and the Rothschilds come into the picture. Yeah. Just give us, just explain that. Right. The Rockefellers, as 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 Dunks just added, and is Rockefeller even? I mean, when you look at Rothschild versus Rockefeller, Rockefeller is a is a kid, and and it's not like Rockefeller had insignificant amounts of money. So just just tell us a little bit more about this. Thirteen families. What's going on here? Well, are the Guptas part of it? By the way, I think they're a bit way down the ladder. Oh, really? So, <laughs> they yeah. can land their plane here, and they're actually down the ladder. Exactly. Jeez. Okay. So who is? Who are the top thirteen? Well, you know, I would. I, I tend not to go that far. Um, I wouldn't say that there's no that that it doesn't make sense. Mm. It's just you know, for someone who's who's never heard any of this stuff, and and you kind of jump to the end. It's quite a shock and it's quite, dis, you know, not believable. Um, if we look at some of the, uh, you know, build-up or earlier stage, you know, steps in the in developing this conversation, it's it starts making a little bit more sense. So, so one of the things I would say is, um, you know, if we ask the question, who controls the world? And one of the ways we can answer this question is by following the money. Then we can start un- unpacking some things, mm. and and one of the things we can say is, um, well, there's in in 2011 September 2011 there was a group of uh, researchers scientists from Switzerland I believe, and and one of them who went on TED talks and made this quite public, 
um, was what, what was his name again? James B. Glatfelder. James B. Glatfelder. He some he said uh, who controls the world was was the TED Talk, right? Yeah, it was a TED Talk, but he also published a a, a, a news a paper um, that was published. I I forget the name now in one of the uh, peer reviewed journals. So. You know, he's, he's, and in his journal, he, he describes his entire methodology, etc. But essentially, he, he does a study on the linkages, ownership of various companies. And he doesn't just look at listed companies. So he takes a database of about 30 million uh, entities uh, from August 2010, 2007 database. And he uses a definition from the OECD Organization for Economic uh, Cooperation and Development, and he then looks at what are trans transnational companies, so companies that are owned in more than one country. And using that definition, he takes the 30 million database down to a, a target of 40,000 companies. And it's important to still repeat that it's not just listed companies. So from there, he then just does some, you know, some some awesome analysis. Yeah, and he draws the linkages. You know, who owns directly and indirectly amongst those forty thousand companies. Um, and so, so, so tell us, give us a sense of um, of these results. His outcome is awesome. So he says, you know, he comes down to the point that seven hundred and thirty-seven companies control. 80% of the wealth, the economic value. Say that again. So 737 companies. Yeah, own? 80% of the wealth. In the world. Of all the transnational corporates. Okay, so 737 companies own all of the wealth in the country, in the world. Yeah. That's okay, and, and who owns those companies? So... He he actually boils it down to you know you can actually drill in because he 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 actually puts it into a um, like a diagram, but you can drill into the nodes and and so that seven hundred and thirty seven companies is quite a you know substantial nucleus, mm -hmm. but there's a super nucleus of a hundred and forty seven companies that okay. control forty percent of the wealth. Hundred and forty seven companies yeah. co control forty seven percent of the world. Okay, yeah. and then you can. Then you can start going down the list because he starts. He says, "Okay, so number one is this, and number two. So, if you search the internet, there's mm. there's lists of the top ten and there's lists of the top fifty that are not argued at all because this is a very scientific way that he's done this. So, for example, number one on the list is Barclays, mm -hmm. um, and you know if you remember the LIBOR and the Eurobor scandals recently, mm -hmm. um, where they've got you know slap on the wrist kind of fines that." Pale insignificance to how much they must have made they by stole, yeah. manipulating the the interbank rates. Yeah. So, yeah, th that's kind of just you know a quick flash of explaining you know. But give us give us some meat. You're not yeah, giving yeah, me what meat. Else? What yeah. Else? What yeah. are the so so who are these people who own, yeah. so so who owns these companies? Ah, so the people behind the companies. Yeah. So well, apparently they're like thirteen families that that yeah. own all of these companies. A and that's where you can then you know start talking about those thirteen families because the, then when you look at that ownership of those, then you start seeing you know the Rockefellers and and the Rothschilds and I think there's the Bowers and yeah. So it's an interesting all. list, Rothschild. So if you've got a friend who's got one of these surnames, you just get closer. <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, they're in for, they must be living off a pretty trust fund. Rothschild, Bruce, Cavendish, uh, De Medici, Hanover, Habsburg, Krupp, Plantagenet, Rockefeller, Romanov, Sinclair, Warburg, and Windsor. So, 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 so then explain what happened. So, how did these guys specifically, uh, end up being the ones who, who owned everything? Well, I look at, you know, I'll still go back to Gladfelder and, and he takes a very scientific point of view. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that he, he doesn't want to draw certain linkages. So he takes it from the view that if you've made some money, the chances of you making more money is, is, is higher. And so you will continue to make more and more money and, and exponentially so. And, in doing so, you will pull the resources that you want to control to continue making money closer to you. Yeah. 
And it might actually be just a natural progression of the society we live in. But, but, but t- so, Craig, tell me, how did these guys Start make their out. money? What happened? How, how did these 13... Why is there no Shabalala there? I'd love to see a Shabalala there. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being one of these 13. <laughs> why is there no Shabalala there? Why these guys? I, you know, I would say when it all started off, you know, the industrial... Let's take the U.S. as an example... When they started off their boom, you know, their first U.S. The settlers went in and, and called them, to, made the land their own and so on. Um, you know, and, and, and then people, some, some of the important people started noticing, well, there's going to be a need for a railroad and so on. And there was no tender process back then. Mm. You know, you would create relationships and, 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 and grain yourself close to the decision makers and, and, probably use them as a puppet even and and essentially you would get these massive contracts once you made some money you would continue to be able to do that more and more so So i would think that's how it started off but now what what, so what i'm struggling to understand then is what's the conspiracy so so yes i I made some money i own a few things why then is that a conspiracy we've got to jump to this entire thing from a different angle to mm. then start talking about certain conspiracy stuff. So, so let's just say, so, so before 2011, before Gladfelder's stuff came out, a lot of this was still very much conspiracy. Mm. Now at least he's produced some circumstantial evidence for us to investigate. But let's look at this from another complete separate angle, and that is the central banks of mm. countries. The central banks. Central banks. Yes. There's a central banking system that controls the entire world except for a few select countries. And so interesting that those are the countries we are at war, war with. So the countries that are being invaded right now are countries that don't have central banks? Or? Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah. So the countries, so name some of the countries? Syria, Iran. Uh, currently, the one that last had a central bank was uh, uh, Libya, and it now has a central bank immediately <laughs> after the war. Really? Yeah. So you're saying all these countries that uh, America goes and <laughs> puts bombs in are countries that are refusing to have central banks. <laughs> well, that's yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow! And, and if you do a comparison, you'll see that that's true. Why? Um, that's hard to control the world. So if you look at it, our let's look at our central bank, the mm. South African Reserve Bank. Um, we go, let's go to day zero of money creation. Mm. So there's no money in the economy, mm. right? And the central bank creates a hundred rands mm-hmm. and puts that out into the economy. They don't do it for free or for nothing. They say, we're, we're charging you 5% interest on this. Mm. Right? Let's just use 5%. Mm. So they're putting a hundred rands into the economy, but they're expecting a hundred and five rands to be paid back. Yeah. Where's but the there's only a hundred bucks in the economy. Exactly. So, yeah. So what do we do? So essentially that continues. So, so, so let's what go they say the is they're like, okay, I'm going to loan you five bucks yeah. to pay me back. Yeah. But then on this five bucks, there's more interest. More interest. Exactly. And right. it gets even a little bit more hairy because commercial banks can do the same. Yeah. They lend that hundred rands to commercial banks. Mm-hmm. And the, that's because of a term of a concept called fractional reserve banking, the commercial bank can lend a thousand rands. So for yeah. every 10 rand they, they hold, they can lend a hundred rands. Yeah. So they've got a hundred rands, they can lend a thousand rands. Yeah. So now you're getting into this. So now you and I, me, I go down and say, well, I want to buy a house and I apply for a loan. They click on a t- keyboard. And electronically create. I create the money. Yeah. They don't lend it to me. They don't have it to lend it to me. It's created in on a on a, on a computer system. Mm. So for me, so that's you're a saying huge it's not deception. sitting as as notes somewhere. No, it's not. It's not backed by gold. It's not the world went off. You know the gold. The gold standard. A while ago. back, yeah. Can, uh, you know, look, go through history to look at. So that. let's. I, I just want to paint this picture, yeah. right? So. What happens is that I go in and I want to take a loan, so a thousand rand loan. Um, there's no money that's attached to that. It's it's simply numbers on a screen, right? Exactly. If so you trace now, it all the way back to the reserve bank, exactly. Then okay, so then I've got a thousand bucks that I go and spend, hmm. right? Um, and I spend it electronically, presumably. Yeah, sure. 
if I if I withdraw it, what happens? Well, it's still the same thing. The the money is actually the value we give to it. It's an IOU, really. It's mm. a piece of paper, and you say, okay, in recognition of holding this piece of paper, I'm going to devote my energies to it, my time and my work, yeah. my productivity. But you can never pay it back. Well, you can't. You can't pay back what. You know, you only have so many instruments to pay back with. Yeah. But they're asking for more instruments. Yeah. And the creators of that instrument are asking for more instruments than what they get, they put out into the economy. And so just before we go on an ad break, so I want to understand. So we owe all of this money. This money is owed, but there's, there's a bigger debt than we can ever pay back. It's owed ultimately to the central bank. So in our instance, it's owned, it's owed to the South African Reserve Bank. Yeah. And then, the Reserve Bank owes who? The International Bank of Settlements, which is a central bank to central banks. So there's an international bank of settlements yeah. that our Reserve Bank owes that money to. Yep. Who owes? Who owns that bank? The 13 families. The 13 families. <laughs> You're sounding crazier and crazier as well, we well, go. Well, now that we've, we've managed to bring the 13 <laughs> families into the language yeah. and, and linked it up with Gladfelder, we, we can now you know, start using that. Awesome. Let's 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 get on to that after the ad break. Sir Richard Branson had a game-changing idea. He made it happen. You have a game-changing idea, and now Sir Richard wants to discuss it with you aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. Presenting Dream Tropeneur. Email dream at cliffcentral.com with your 1-minute video or audio recorded business plan. If our panel of judges think it's a game-changer, You'll be one of 10 to attend a course at the Joburg Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. Then, two final winners will take home 40,000 Rand in cash, 140,000 Rand's digital marketing package, one week in London attending Global Entrepreneurship Week, and time with Sir Richard Branson aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. An idea is only ever an idea until you make it happen. T's and C's apply. Go to cliffcentral.com for more info. Are you South Africa's next dream entrepreneur? Welcome back to the Konza Show. Uh, we're speaking, we're speaking conspiracy theories, uh, specifically around money, power, and the new world order. Uh, asking the question, if the Guptas own South Africa, then who owns the world? Just before the ad break, uh, our, our resident expert on this sort of stuff, uh, Craig Aaron, was just giving us a, a mouthful, actually. So apparently, uh, the money that you owe for your car is owed to the bank. The bank owes the South African Reserve Bank. The South African Reserve Bank, in turn, owes the International Bank of Settlements, and guess who owns the International Bank of Settlements? 13 families. 13 families. We owe the money that we can never, ever repay because, uh, as, as Craig said, uh, you put out 10 bucks into the economy and you say, I want it with 10 bucks of interest. Um, you where are you going to get that extra 10 bucks of, of, of interest? And so you, you have this perpetual debt uh, and is this what is this what it means then that we're all being turned into slaves? That's what it. That's what it means. Sorry, say that again, Greg. Yes, exactly. That's what it means. In fact, l l let me just draw a line under this. It's not us exactly that's going to owe this. It's our children and our children's children who will be saddled with this debt. So we are. That creates the slavery. We will in perpetuity always because this this. The debt is always going to accumulate. As, as long as money is created in the fashion that it is currently created, there will always be debt and future generations will always be liable for it. And where is this leading us, uh, us to? So, so, yes, so there's debt, but we've just lived happily. I mean, you know, I can get on life knowing that there's this debt, but it doesn't actually do anything to my life, or does it? Well, it, it does actually. Um, if you look at it, you know, how many of us are just on this treadmill? You know, we, we don't have time to pursue interests. We, we're exhausted a lot of the time. We don't have time to go and look for the truth. We only have time to glance at these headlines that tell us what we're meant to think. And that's, the, you know, the mainstream media. We don't have time to, um, you know, live more fulfilling lives. So, so let's go back to these 13 families and, and the Illuminati. So how do the Illuminati then fit into all of this? 
Well, I, I would say the Illuminati, as I've come across it, is a term used to describe this shadow group of people. So mm. it's not in plain view of society. Uh, it's people pulling the strings behind the scenes. Um, and I say the important thing to understand is that people or, or the belief is that, you know, even governments are controlled. Yeah. So, so governments and, you know, their, their answer to the money. There's a, there's a, a, a belief or a picture created that we're actually voting. But if you look at the world, no matter which party you vote for, whether it's the Labour or the Tories, whether it's the Republican or the Democrats, um, and in South Africa, whether it's the ANC or the DA, you still have the debt system. No one's changing that. No one's, you know, fundamentally changing anything. So through money, through politicians, uh, through, through lobbyists, uh, corporates control our pol- politicians. So, well. Or let's just say our political got, system. We've got a great example. We've got the Guptas, don't yeah, we? Exactly. Uh, and, and you're saying that this happens just on a grander scale. What does this then mean for, 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 for the whole world? And, and w- why would anyone do this? So I'm just thinking, I'm a Rothschild. I've got mm. tons of money. Can't I just live on an island somewhere and just enjoy my money? Why do I feel that I need to then be controlling things? Is this where we start seeing people having chips in their arms and the triple six? Is that where it's leading to? Like, why? I, I'm trying to understand as a human being, if I've got tons of money, then I just enjoy the money. Why do I want so much more? Well, there does seem, and there, there's a there's a, a quote assigned to Rockefeller um, where he says, you know, people are saying that we're, you know, evil and that we're trying to create a one world government and a new world order you know even if, if it means uh, an integrated political and economic system uh, across the world then yes i am guilty of that um and you know it, it does appear to be that you know they have or you know um these elite let's call them or illuminati if you want to use that term they seem to have a plan for the world that puts us in more of a, a pleb or minion kind of role. You know, we're, we're too dumb to be part of this. Mm. Uh, they'll just do it and, and, you know, we'll be the sheep that follow or, you know, be told what needs to, how we do or do not fit into things. So are you able to give us names of, no. of, of, of people or organizations? That are actually behind all of this thing. So we hear a lot about the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they play into all of this? And obviously, you you, you are not you just a person who studied this stuff a lot yeah. more than I have. So, okay. so, so, what what have you found out? Well, there, definitely, there's there's a light cast in that direction towards the Freemasons in the conspiracy theory. From what I can gather, is it's a it's a well known organization, and the vast majority of it is very. Um, open it's not it's not hidden mm. um but one of the conspiracy theories which is you know we 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 at the point of speculation not yet circumstantial and and tangible evidence but um that at the highest orders of the freemasons these are the illuminati and the secret societies and and the hidden hand behind things um and 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 there's not necessarily uh only the freemasons you know there's um I think it's called the Trilateral Commission, uh, which was started by Rockefeller. Um, there's a Council for Foreign Relations. Um, and and you'll see whenever they meet, there's these protests around them. Mm. And and if you actually – and the news media don't cover it at all. Yeah. Um, so you need to go and, and search and look for this for yourself mm. and find it out. There's YouTube clips, uh, which is, you know, independent individuals and, and in, independent journalists who are – um, bringing this to light and it's gained momentum. There's a lot more of it. I, I've picked it up at a point where, you know, there was actually quite a bit more than just a few kooky individuals banging a drum. Yeah. There's quite a lot of people talking about this now. And it's quite interesting because it touches on so many things. I mean, the Iraq war is said to, to be part of all of this. FIFA and the World Cup are also part of this conspiracy. Mm. Do you know about that? Well, you know, I, I would, the the Iraq War one is is definitely um, an interesting one to follow. Um, you know, 
some of the evidence or the, the discussions around it, you know, going looking at 9-11, which was, you know, the modern day Pearl Harbor, the reason for going to war, which was, uh, assi- you know, ascribed to Osama bin, Osama bin Laden. But then you go and bomb, go to war with Iraq, a completely separate country and linked to 9-11 altogether. Um, it's just, you know, general hand waving in the media that people then blindly then, you know, just accept, oh, well, it's all together. Um, and then you look at why. Um, and the why is it's not actually that hard to fathom. You know, once Iraq was decimated um, during that war in ousting Saddam Hussein, um, some of America's biggest companies, Halliburton is a good one, mm. got the contracts, won the contracts through to its subsidiaries it. as well to mm. go and rebuild. Mm. Um, you know, from 30,000 rand toilet paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So, so there's some interesting information out there about that. Um, so Craig, there's, there's, a, there's this party called the Ubuntu party. I don't know if anyone knows about it. I've seen it on a ballot paper, mm. but, uh, they're, they're, they're on this mission. They're a movement. They're on this mission to try and get us to all wake up. And uh, the leader of that party is Michael Tellinger. He would have loved to be here, but he's in he's in Croatia at the moment. But he sent us a few audio notes just on his thoughts and and the things that he feels we should be careful about. I just want us to listen to some of it, and and then I want to hear your perspective. Great. Um. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to get it on. Uh, Dunks, I need your help here. So, I mean, amongst some of the things that uh, he's saying is that we should be very careful, right? So, there's this thing about be very careful, be very careful. But what is it? What is it in my life that I should be careful about? That you know, have they ordered hits on people? So we hear about um, JFK and how he was assassinated. So there's a very interesting uh, thing here where he says, at some stage, he said, "There's a plot." in this country to enslave every man, woman, and child. Before I leave this high and noble office, I intend to expose this plot. And seven days later, he was assassinated. Yeah. Is this how far it gets? Yes, that is how far it gets. Um, the, you know, if you, if, you, if you follow all the different arguments and, and if you look at it from as many perspectives as you're able to, um, it all leads down to the same thing. Um, and, you know, there's, there's another... But a guy, let's just call him a whistleblower, who's talking about this, uh, John Perkins, and he's written a book called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Um, He's a guy who was on the inside doing the underhanded kind of stuff for these biggest elites Mm. and the IMF. Mm. Um, And he describes what he did and and how the things worked down to assassinations. and he says he's he he changed he 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 turned around and he basically says because one day he was looking at his granddaughter, and he realized that he he couldn't with a good you know uh, conscience allow this her to grow up in this world and so he went about talking to people and he's there's nice uh, interviews of him on YouTube and he does talks all uh, across the world now. So let's let's try let's try Michael Tellinger again and see if it if it works. Some people are still confused about money and where money comes from. Um, please be very very sure of this. There is no money really because the banks create money out of thin air. They don't have vaults of money. Uh, money is just created on a computer by the banks, and they have the exclusive right to create this money out of thin air. If you and I had to go and do that, we'd go to jail for life. And this is how the banks, through the Central Bank, the South African Reserve Bank, have enslaved us and our government. Um, They have the exclusive right to create money out of thin air, and then they sell that money to us as the people of the country. And this is the great crime that's been committed against us. What does that all mean, Craig? Okay, so... What's the crime? I, I still... You know, what's the crime? Well... You know, we, we believe that, um, we believe in the system. We believe in the system that we, that And this is what needs to change. And this is why the Ubuntu party is teaching people about money, the origin. Sorry. So, so 
you know, we, we believe in the system. We are, we are taught to believe in the system. Um, if you go to university, you are taught the principles of economics um, in a certain way. And, and, and those people then go on to become the chief economists in our corporates and our banks and our society and to the politicians, etc. And it's actually just one paradigm of looking at things. Um, this money creation by, you know, interest, it's, it's actually private money for public use. Yeah. And what we need to do is we need to create public money for private use. So, so tell us uh, another conspiracy, Craig. Like something that we yeah. we all just aren't aware of. Something that uh, really just give I've me some juice. One. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so this is one. You know, uh, so it's said that um, you know countries are corporations. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. So created <laughs> as corporations, and and there's you know there's a a global commercial code um so ucc code universal commercial code they call it yeah and if apparently if you go and search um you will find a ucc code attached to the corporation of the republic of south africa wait so let's take a step back because you're sounding crazy again i just need to make sure i got you so you're saying that south africa is a corporation yes what does Correct. that mean well, well, there's there's two Who South Africans. There's there's a South Africa that's the <laughs> there's land. Two South there's a, the you know the yeah. actual land. Let's call that. We'll we'll use small capital letters for that. Yes. So there's, of money, uh, and there's there's the Republic of South Africa. All small capital letters. Now let's use all caps. Republic of South Africa, mm. and and that's deliberate. This is part of the deception. Is that that then describes the legal entity with UCC code. In now, this is a part that we really have to unpack. I, I I can't say that I understand it in great detail. I do know that one can go and search for this UCC code and find this information. Republic of South Africa, all caps. Let's take it a little bit further as well. The other conspiracy theory says that this happens to us at an individual level okay. as well. Yeah, using our birth certificate. Okay. So take your name in small caps, mm -hmm. and that is you, the flesh and blood person. All right. Your birth certificate creates a certain entity, a legal entity, which. So there's Rory, there's Rory Incorporated somewhere yeah, else. Exactly. Okay. And, and it's deliberately created in all caps, and that's what refers to your legal entity. Yes. And apparently, this birth certificate is then traded. It's created, it, it's also part of the system. Now this is a part I haven't managed to look at in detail. So I've 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 managed to to find a lot of people who are talking about this. Yeah. Um and and, and just remind me, I, I want to touch on something that Bob Marley said, you know, at the end of this. Yeah. But um so so if we if we continue investigating further, it certainly looks like there's a lot of truth behind this that our birth certificate creates a legal entity that assigns your future productivity so at the time of birth your future productivity mm. to some kind of system that can trade this as a monetary value but how do they know so are you saying that it's not then my decision where i'm going to work so so i go and i work i make money and then what well remember whenever you enter any contract let's just talk about the banks you go to the bank for a loan and they ask you to fill in in all caps your name. <laughs> and then you have to put your signature or thumbprint at the bottom. Yeah. That's the bind between the corporate entity that is you and the flesh and blood entity that is you. Okay. Um, there's an entire movement about it. The, the sovereign citizen and free men on the land. And they start, you know, they change their name to like, so I'll be Craig of the family Aaron. And if I ever want to use my legal entity, then I'll say, you know, Craig Aaron and write Ooh. it down in all caps, etc. So I deliberate. The deception is that we are meant to be, we are, we are meant to believe or we are led to believe that the two are one and the same. Mm. But it's not. I'm a flesh and blood person and I answer only to my creator. Yes. The legal entity. It is said, you know, has to answer to the system that's been created for it. And it answers through all the contracts it enters into. Exactly. Gee, um, okay. And, you know, we, so, so, um, let's just say 
that you know i'm the the legal entity itself has to then apply all the rules or you know the the laws um as as you know maybe any that don't make sense and you know this is this is an area that needs a little bit of it's, it's a sensitive or let's just say it's an area that's 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 a little bit tough to explain mm. but there's some laws that i think we might see coming out that not quite in our interests. So, for example, it's been raised that the information bill is 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 linked to this. Possibly, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that's a good example. Yeah. Then, so, so what about it? That, so, mm-hmm. so the the small cap person, uh, you know, is is the flesh and blood. Is there, there's no way you can get them. You can force them to 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 answer to these laws. Mm. But the all caps person. Mm-hmm. Um, using your identity whenever you so when you get your driver's license when you get any when you contract in any way you are using those forms those those um, materials created to create that binding force with the with the legal entity and that legal entity is subject to all of these laws and and that is why you can be convicted and and, and so on and it's not that clean in the sense that there are very legitimate society rules and orders that helps us function as a society that are laws, mm. you know, like killing someone and mm, all mm, kinds mm, of things. Mm. And, you know, there's others that are not necessarily so. We can look at the American Patriot, Patriot Act as an example where it was meant to defend themselves against terrorists, but actually it created the ability for government to take away people's, their own citizens' rights. Yeah, and to spy on people and all of that. Exactly. So so that's an example, you know. Um, so, so, Craig, uh, just help me. Um, uh, you've said a lot and uh, just heard all of this, and I'm not sure that I... I'm fully on board. Tell me, what's the so what here? So, yeah. so, so all of this is happening, and it's 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 supposedly bad, and so on. What does that mean for me, and what must I do about it? I think the part that we should be looking at first and foremost is this um, this this money creation system. You know, we shouldn't be in debt. Um, our, our children should not be in debt. This, you know, if money is created out of thin air, why should you be charging for, say, student loans or building a hospital or, or anything like that? You know, we, we um, and, and we should really be having a, a far better, this, this can create much better policies for economic uh, or, say, poverty alleviation and, and helping, you know, the parts of our society that are really struggling. So help me understand, how then do we, so you learn money and then what? Well, there's, there's a, a, a good site that I found that explains it because it can be a little bit complex to understand if, if you haven't been looking at this for a long while. It's called positivemoney.org. Mm. Um, and really it changes, uh, if, if I could put it in a nutshell, it changes the private money for public consumption into public money for private consumption. And it removes the money creation process from private individuals. I don't think we mentioned yet the the reserve banks, including our own, the South African Reserve Bank, is a private entity. Yeah, it's not it's not owned by government. Yeah, yeah. So so you know we should be looking at things like auditing this entity mm. uh, as a start. You know, mm. I, I personally think we should eventually just move it into. Uh, a public entity. We should be creating our own money. Why give a private individual the but, right to create but would the, money? But would the, would the Rothschilds allow that? These 13 families that own everything. Well, if we, it, it comes down to accept it. If we accept the system as it is currently, uh, through our ignorance mostly, uh, then yes, they would not allow it. But it's not a question of will they allow it. It's a question of do we allow the system to continue as it is? This is this is all really fascinating for me because I'm, you know, you touched on this idea that uh, the countries that are being invaded right now are countries without central banks and so on. So that would imply that these families are waging war on entire nations. Um, are, are these things that are these things that we need to be concerned about? Um, you know. Could could we get could we get uh, 
invaded anytime soon because of the Rothschilds? Um, I think, you know, the, the, the possibility is there. I think South Africa is, is we, we're playing it somewhat safe, you know. Um, I think B- BRICS Bank is a big threat. Um, it, it, it's actually currently one of the biggest saviors in the world to have uh, um, competition to the IMF World Bank. Um, and, and so, so, so you're saying the BRICS is a good thing. The BRICS Bank is a good thing. It, it's a it's it's a good thing as a step in the right direction. Okay. So 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 two global central entities isn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So you, you you but it's some some level of 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 counter. So counter China is also China has also introduced its own its own sort of bank that that will be learning that will be in competition with the IMF, right? Yes, exactly. Well, well, the, there's the BRIC Bank, and then there's an Asian Development Bank. Asian as well. Development Bank. Yeah. But I think the real competition to IMF is the BRICS Bank. Yeah, and this is all interesting because, you know, when you think about China coming up with a bank like this, you you have these natural like, oh, China, Russia, and then you need to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? You know, and uh, yeah, then you think, okay, who who taught me to believe that China? Is bad and that Russia is bad. All these movies I watch, there's always the Russian, the guy with the Russian accent is the evil guy. The American guy is always good. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's a lot of merit to that. So Craig, as we wrap up, uh, just, uh, share with us this Bob Marley quote that you had. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the, uh, thanks for reminding me, redemption song. Mm hmm. And it, it, the very first line, if I don't get it right, just go and YouTube it and look it up. It's, and he says, um, oh, we, we didn't touch on this a bit, but admiralty law is very important in this, uh, birth certificate deception. And he says, uh, oh pirates, yes, they're rabbi, sold I to the merchant ship. Mm. Um, and if you listen to that, so that's the, that's the part that he starts with. And, and when you understand it from this birth certificate deception, and, um, if you, if you go and research the birth certificate deception, uh, they'll talk a lot of admiralty law, which mm. is quite important in the deception. And then go and listen to Redemption Song. Okay. Well, we will do definitely that. So before I wrap up, I just want to thank the people that produce the show, guest producers, uh, and they've done an awesome job. Hello, guys. Uh, Lerato, Sboniso, Iris, are you there? Hello? Okay, we don't have them, but I wanted to... I just wanted to thank them personally. I mean, these guys have been awesome uh, bringing the show together. So from me to you, uh, keep your eyes open. Clearly, there's a lot about the world that we don't know about. Craig has just unpacked some of it. If you want to go back and hear some of the references and go to the websites, get the podcast on cliffcentral.com, and it's the Konza Show. So we'll see you again next week. Good luck out there and change the world. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.